It's to connect, get connected. back to part two of this week's episode of the connect podcast with mr jr alexander on last week's episode we had an opportunity to learn a little bit about jr's upbringing his journey to urban planning and stem this week we'll continue that conversation thank you welcome back to the connect enjoy it's been a hell of a journey man (laughs) it led me to tech it led me to working for the most profitable company in human history yeah, that's 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 real, right? So even talk a little bit um about that, right? Because that I think that's around the time that I met you. Because I also was in the Bay Area from right. I started in the Bay September 2016, and I took mm-hmm. a job at Stanford at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think um at that time you were still with VTA initially at that time, right? Right, and then I okay. went down to Oakland. So then after that, I went down to Oakland at where AC Transit. Shout out to AC um, as a senior scheduler. Okay. Now I'm now I'm in the town. Like now my commute shorter. Like I'm working. Like you know I've never seen so many black people work at one transit agency before in my life. Like right, and it is dope. Right. Uh, my experience there at the agency wasn't the best. I mean I can be candid about that, but I learned so much. Of course. Like, I learned so much through those like tribulations. I learned what scheduling was. Like I like learned what true on the job training was. I learned like the nuances between really like uh, between service design, right? And so that led, so those two years there led me to my time at Apple. So I was hired at, for Apple as a program manager. So the program was the um, commute alternatives program. Okay. So, I, so we design, so it's the same thing like public transportation. We plan, we schedule, like we do ops, but now it's like co, it's like co-running a transit agency because now it's not just, planning and scheduling is bus procurement. So I'm like, you know, helping out designing and specking literal buses for like us to purchase, to get to our contractors to operate. Okay. Like, like so we operate just like a small, we are bigger than most small transit agencies. When wow. we service like seven to nine Bay Area, that's how I know how big the Bay Area is. Okay. We service, serve, we service seven to nine Bay Area counties. Okay. So like, so like for those who know, the Apple headquarters is in Cupertino, California. Right. And so we had buses coming from Oakland, San Francisco, um, like Marin, down to Stockton, like, you know, in the Central Valley. We had right. buses coming okay. from, like, you know, from all the way out there, from Pleasanton and Dublin, from Walnut Creek. We were trying to get a bus from Walnut Creek. Like, we did a lot. We serviced a lot of the Bay Area, right? And so that requires a lot of buses, a lot of manpower, but it was me and a coworker. We managed that entire network. Like, we, you know, we managed the people running the service. We designed it. We, I did the maintenance overview. Like, I never learned so much about bus engines and tires and <laughs> my life because I had to physically manage, like, like our vendors' um, maintenance program. Okay. Like, like, I learned about 45-day inspections. I learned about, like, oil change intervals for buses. Like, I learned about the different design specifications. Like, those are things that I took with me. But again, that kind of goes bit by bit from what I learned from each one of my jobs. Project management, is, that, that was a big thing I learned. Huge, huge. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a huge skill to take on and to have, right? That project management piece, because you're breaking down so many different things in terms of, and, and for project management in itself, you need good coordination, you need leadership, you need good organization, and you need to know how to prioritize your time. Like all those things, and know how to talk, yes. 
and know how to talk to people, right? Because you're in so many different circles, you know, right. people from different stakeholders to, mm-hmm. you know, coworkers to even people who have nothing to do with it, but still mm-hmm. need to know certain things about that. You have to know how to talk to so many different folks. So that's, that's so dope that you've transitioned through the field like that and doing that as a young black man, where honestly, even bef- before I met you, I would have never known what even went into that, but also I wouldn't even have known that that's something that people do. Like you just think of these things that are just, that just operate, that just happen, right? But exactly. there's people that are behind this that make that happen. And that's, that's amazing, bro. That's that's black excellence, dog. Shout out to you, for real. Man. Man, I'm just trying to get like y'all, bro, but I appreciate <laughs> it. No, but like, but, but seriously though, like when looking back at it, like those skills just, they came from just like, taking that chance of just going, just going to college and just like really understanding like, yo, like I didn't think, hey, like when I got to campus, I was more so focused on like, hey, I'm grown, go buy me some shoes. That's, go to that's it, that's the social, right, the social, time, baby. The, the, the <laughs> tapping to your freedom. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the word. I'm grown in my mind, right? right. That's yeah. it, that's it right there. That's, that's it, that's bro. freedom. I got my own kid. key. I can yeah. go in the crib whenever I want. I, I ain't gotta come in tonight. I can I'm eat ice cream for breakfast. I don't have to go to class. I don't have to go to this class today, right? But you gotta be careful. Whoa. You don't wanna miss too many classes. Whoa. Which is Whoa. why I was on the five-year plan instead of the four-year plan. That's hey, high five. We're gonna have hey. five. Hey, five-year plan. So high five. High five. That is too funny. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. Now I had a, a situation where my uh, I was supposed to end in four years. But I had to take like an extra month because I had to go to summer school for one class and and, and wrap that up or whatnot because I got a little I was feeling myself a little too much senior year. So. It happens to the best of us, bro. Yeah, absolutely. You so see where we at though, right? Like, look, that's look, it. That's, that's it. Make. All worked out. That's right. Bumps and bruises for a reason, man. You learn from it, right? I'm gonna be real with y'all to this point though. I'll take another five at this day and age now. Oh, like, with the quickness, with bro, knowing what I know so now. Quick. I'll take another five in a heartbeat. Sorry. Knowing what I know now, bro. Ain't no rush to get out of there. I'm at all. At there, all. There's a gem I would put out there. Do not put pressure on yourself to get hella 4.0s your first semester, your first quarter out. Fill it out. Figure it out. Like, figure out how you want to navigate. Excuse me. Not necessarily what you want to do, but let it come to you. Don't try to go to it because, I mean, it, it's going to figure itself out. Make those mistakes. I'll tell anybody, make the mistakes because you are at an age to where it is okay. Now, if you're 38, 39, 40, we got to have some conversation. Right, right, right. If you're making right. those mistakes. <laughs> you know, 18, 19, 20. Fail and fail hard. And, fail yeah, no, hard. And, and, and this is the thing, right, what you just hit on is where you talked about um, figuring it out. Now, there's a, an approach that goes with it. That means not sitting still, not waiting for stuff to happen, not putting in any effort, but explore, expand yourself, challenge yourself in ways of like, I know when I was at the crib, when I was, you know, in high school, I wasn't too worried about like, trying to get involved with extra club. Like I was involved the minimal that you could be involved. Like I played a little bit of sports and I did like a couple other things, but it wasn't real involvement. Whereas when you get to college, you got student government, you got, you know, campus socials, you have networking events, you have job fairs. Those are the type of things like expose yourself to different things. And then that's one thing I wish I would have took more advantage of was that, um, that, that career exposure piece, because I may have switched up from, communications and gotten to maybe education a little sooner. I mean, it's led me to where I'm at now, but you know, in that moment, right. It could have helped 
kind of uh, navigate a little bit smoother in, in some instances. But exactly. like, don't be afraid to expose yourself to different things, people, experiences, right. all that. That's the purpose of college, right? Is to, you enter college one way and you leave another way. And that's really what it's about. It's, it's almost that, that transformation, that, that caterpillar to a butterfly, right? Because yeah. you're going from yeah. the caterpillar, you're going into your cocoon and you go into your cocoon and you think, oh man, it, it, it's about to be over. And then you emerge as the butterfly. You're like, oh, this is a new beginning. I came out a whole different right. person, you know what I'm saying, from this. But don't get me to preaching, man. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. Like, because, uh, go ahead, Aaron. No, I was just going to say to Dee's point, there's a lot of people that don't come out different, though. Mm -mm. So, mm. so don't be those people, right? Go make those new friendships. Try these new things that JR talked about. The, the word that Darren just said, expose yourself, right? When mm. I, I call it a, a conducive environment because you know you got at least four years. You got at least four, at right? Least, me, right? Me and JR took the five-year route, right? <laughs> Up top, high five. D took the four and a half. But you got at least four years in this environment to learn, grow, try new things, discover who you are. And, and, and like JR said, it's going to come to you, but it won't come to you sitting on the sideline. You got to jump out there and expose yeah, yeah. yourself to yeah. some new things. That's right. it. That's it. Don't be afraid, man. Don't be afraid to challenge yourself. Don't be afraid to push yourself. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable. But what have we talked about in this podcast before, Aaron? Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That part. That's... That's life, you know what I'm saying? Because there's going to be some things you experience. JR, you and I can both speak to it in terms of knowing when to navigate and being in a certain area and knowing when it's time to leave, when it's time to move on and be like, you know what? I got what I needed to get from here and it's time to go. Or either sometimes a job will tell you, hey, right. we don't need you anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like our, our time has come to an end, so you got to bounce. Right. And you got to know how to navigate that and, and how sure. to be able to bounce back from that. And I've, I've been blessed to like put myself in those positions to where I can leave on my own terms. That's but, um, great. So I was like, right. I'm, I'm but I will also, man, <laughs> I will also say this though. Uh, <laughs> fear, when you guys talk about being uncomfortable, like comfort is too close to fear to, for me. Oh man. Like, it is way too close to fear for me. Um, growing up, like you kind of, you know, you're afraid of all the time. You're afraid of police. You're afraid of like being court the rest of your life. You're afraid of not like, where your next meal coming from. Like, and so like you get comfortable like within fear, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're a little too close together for me. So, and the biggest lesson I learned from that was actually during college. Um, we had this program called the National Student Exchange. Okay. Where you could um, spend a, a semester or a year at a, like at a select, at some colleges on like a select list of like partner colleges, right? Okay. So I had an opportunity to go to LSU, Louisiana State. Whoa. Like this is like, my college didn't have a football team. Oh, they had a football wow. team and a McDonald's on campus. I would have been <laughs> yeah. So you know what I'm saying? I was tired of eating Taco Bell. I was ready to give me a couple of Big Macs to see some, you know, go see, go to see the Tigers, right? Right, right, right. But fear got in the way. I was like, well, I, I'm broke. Like, well, my financial aid will come through. Like, what? Like, I ain't never been on an airplane at that time. Like, what? A plane crash? I'm thinking of everything that could go wrong. So I talked myself out of it. Oh. You know what I'm saying? But it worked out. You know what I'm saying? It worked out because, like, I ended up going the path I was supposed to go. Right? But, like, but that, but going back to your point of exposing yourself, like, I would have had a, a way different experience if I would have exposed myself to that experience of being on a large college campus. Like my right. college had 18,000 students. LSU got like 45, I think. So, it, you know, so it's, you know, it's way different. 
Um, yeah, I got you. That's real. That's dope, though, that y'all have that, right? And, and that also speaks to, you know, the the tapping into those resources on campus, man, of, of you know, getting involved and trying new things, right? Like, fear, like you said, paralyzes us from making certain moves. And then we look back like, oh, man, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Like, I just talked about my coulda, shoulda, woulda was taking more advantage of a lot of the different, like, career sources, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that were available readily for me on campus from the tightening up your resume to the interview skills, even when I was even at one point at that time, I was thinking about grad school initially in a whole nother field, but I didn't know like the process of going about it. I could have gotten coached on how to properly approach it, but I was just like, ah, you know, this, this ain't for me. I'll, I'll keep it moving. Right. And I hear you. I hear you. Um, and another thing I want to share um, post-college, like once like you kind of get through college and get to your career, join a professional organization. Mm. Yeah. join a professional yeah. organization um i joined one actually by way of winning a scholarship for grad school um okay. and yeah and by the way if grad school don't necessarily have to go but it helped me out a lot personally um i'm not sure how if we want to get into that too um my grad school journey um but talk about it we because you you talked about how you started off with the higher ed program mm-hmm. and then right. how you got out of that and went elsewhere so that's what i was trying to tap into a little more of yesterday but like how what, what what did that look like for you okay yeah so um through so through um my journey at la metro i found like we have metro university so you're able to mm-hmm. kind of go for different pro um, degree programs you can go for your mpa through cal state northridge you can go through like a lot of different programs and so one of the big programs was um, a master of science in transportation management from san jose state wow okay and, uh, which is a very niche degree, but right. it's also the top like degree in the nation for that type of program. Wow. Okay. Because wow. it was co-founded by Norma Mineta, who is a former Secretary of Transportation under Clinton and Bush. Right. So, and uh, one fact: the San Jose Airport is named after Mineta. Yep. And gotcha. yeah, and I had a, and I had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Norman Mineta at my um, convocation. So that's, was, that's he, he asked me on the stage. He was like, "What do you want to do?" I was like, "I want your job, sir." I straight up told him that. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah, real. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Too many people are afraid to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm straight up. Like I told him that. Hey, this is the honor. Like you know, this man has an airport name after him. Yeah, right. Like, like that's crazy. I have a sandwich name after me. I'm telling him I want his job. <laughs> but, but, but real talk. So okay. So this is 2014. Um, I find I discovered um, the program. I'm like, oh, this is dope. Um, it's super cheap. It's a ten thousand dollar degree. It's oh, wow. super cheap. How, how long like, was it? Bro, it was it was two years. I took four. But I'd say yeah, but again, <laughs> talk about that. We'll talk yeah, about gun, though. Yeah, it, uh, fun. It but I also moved, I moved to a different area and I moved jobs like four times during all. So <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm in this program. I'm like, okay, I can like get this paid for. I'm gonna pay for it. So then I discovered this organization called CONFTA, which stands for the Conference of Minority Transportation Officials. Mm. I'm like, dang, we got everything. Okay, cool. So right. I applied to the scholarship and I won it. So so it was a $2,500 scholarship, which essentially paid for one of my semesters. And um, what ended up happening was I was um, I was flew out from the Bay Area. No, I was like from LA to Atlanta. Okay. Like, so it was like you know like on like on like all expenses paid from for them put me up in a hotel where the conference is at free conference um admission but that's when i really tapped into understanding what a network was mm. so this happened in 2014 seven years later i am on the national emergent leaders chair 
of the organization. Um, I, you know, I, I'm trying to present at the conference either this year or if we have a conference, like either this year or next year. Um, I've had chapter leadership positions in like both Northern California and Southern California, um, been through hella conferences. And I just hooked up like a friend of mine is actually kind of like looking for new work because the network from that thing is so big. I hit my uh, committee chair who's down in Jacksonville with my friend. I'm like, hey, I got a friend who's looking for a job. And like my partner, she's the director, a director at the Jacksonville Port Authority. She's like, have her call immediately. That's, that's leveraging your network. Exactly. Your yeah. network is your net worth. Boom. Exactly. It's, that's when we hear it's like, it's not who you, it's not what you know, it's, it's who, it's who you, know. you know. Absolutely. But on, exactly. To that point though, to that point too, it's also who knows you. Don't forget. That, that is true. Very exactly. true. Because I can know everybody on the planet, but they don't know like, okay, so who are you? What do you do? What can you right. offer me? We got to have something to offer. And don't you know be offended like, when people ask you that either. You said, what was that? I said, and people can't be offended when someone asks you that. No, you can't because it's like you can't be a leech. Like, why? why what's the purpose of like you have to be an asset? You have to make yourself you an asset. Both ways. Exactly. Yeah. It took me a long time to learn that too because I got tired of like being the person always asking my hand. I was like, oh, could you be my mentor? Now I'm in a position where it's like, no, I'm a mentor. Like, what you need? I got you. You want to talk right. about like getting into this career field? You want to talk about this? You want to talk about that? I got you. You want to navigate through um, like through certain graduate degree programs? I got you. You know, like you have to leverage like what you know as well too, so that way like you have to make yourself an asset, or else you just kind of useless at this point. Yeah. In my personal opinion, no, that, that's that's real though. That's super real, and and it means you, but by useless, not don't take it so literally, but in terms of what what can we? Yeah, like in that that relationship is like you know right. like it is a useless relationship. Not well, you there as we a person. Go. Useless. There we <laughs> go. There we go. Sorry, kid. You know, but uh, <laughs> no, you good, you good. You just want to clarify for the yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, that's, that's a great, that's an amazing journey though. Like in, in terms of you know, what I'm saying what even sparked you, like something as simple, not even simple, right? But something as normal for you as it was using public transportation for your day to day living, and now you've turned that experience into your profession. Mm -hmm. and just the impacts right the journey from kid to college to discovery to young professional to younger professional right now as you're getting a little bit more up there a little mm -hmm. bit more um experience yeah, along the way you know, you're in the game now so. absolutely absolutely right so if i'm if if now i'm listening to this right and i'm like oh you know what that does sound kind of dope i mean i'm i'm living in this metro area i ride the train every day or ride the bus to school and all that good stuff what are some what are some fields that could help me if I wanted to go into that field? Like what are some some areas of study that could help me if I wanted to go into urban planning? Um urban planning. If you like, like seriously, <laughs> like, if you're gonna go if you're a college, like look into like the engineering school, look into like, you know, look into like different things like that. Um, and you don't necessarily have to have a planning background to be a planner. Mm. Um, like, you know, we even seen with me. I say uh really I would say like urban plan would be one. I would say civil engineering will be another one um, because like that kind of designs infrastructure, right? So that kind of like you're designing highways, you're designing viaducts, you're designing streets, like, you know, open roads. And that can kind of like lead you to design things like, um, you say like, you know, share, but you know, bike share or different mm -hmm. things like that. Okay. Um, yeah, like there's a bevy of things that you can do because I mean, a lot of people don't realize this, but transit planning, service planning, 
is a STEM field, right? Like, I, I don't have a STEM degree, right? right? So, you know, but understanding, like, you know, how you can be useful or how you leverage the skills that you learn, like, as a business major, as a public administration major, that's another way you can go as public administration, because I may design stuff, but you also need that city, but you need that management of those projects, right? On right. a on a local, because I mean, when you work in public transit, usually you like if you're not a contractor, you're working as a quasi or a part of a governmental agency. You are a public servant. Mm. Like, in my day to day, I work for a three county regional transportation agency in Seattle. I, I live in Seattle now, and so what that looks like is that I'm designing service for to reshape how we do transit in the Puget Sound region, which is King County, which is where Seattle is located. Um, Pierce County, which is where Tacoma is, if uh, y'all know where Tacoma, Washington is, then yeah. every um, Washington is um, is Snohomish. So I am designing service to like touch all of those. Oh wow! Right? Okay. Right, and so what that includes, though. So now my focus is no longer is yeah, I still do the route design and all that good stuff, but my big thing is making sure that because regional usually means commute and commute. Mm-hmm. Transit, so that's where you get the nice buses with like the high back seats and the <laughs> like the luggage racks and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's like the freeway flyers and stuff like that, right? That's what I do. But that's usually those are usually reserved for like white folks who like live in the suburbs and need to come to the city center in the morning and go back out in the evening. What I'm trying to do is make this more of a community asset, so that way we're designing things for underserved communities. Mm, there we it's go. One thing, it's one thing to just hop on the freeway, but are we stopping by this hospital? You know, are we stopping by this library? Are we stopping by this community center if it's along the way to the freeway entrance or coming off the freeway? How are we making the best use of our system? Like, how are we making the best use, like, to serve the people? Now, granted, we're not local service like a like a LA Metro or a MARTA if you're in Atlanta or wherever, but, like, you know, we kind of cover those gaps, but we can also help each other to make sure that we're creating like this cohesive, true regional transit system to where everybody's taken care of. Mm, talk about and inclusion. I, inclusion. Yeah, talk about inclusion, man. Like I'm trying to make sure my black and brown brothers and sisters are taken care of. That's they deserve seats. Like, you know, it's not that they're not getting right, like, you know, like seats on these buses, but they need to have more of a voice in how we design the service. That's and that's right. where I come that's in. Where you come in, right. Exactly. Where it's like, Meet at the table. Exactly. That's, that's what we're doing with this podcast too, right? It's all about access, man. Yeah. Bringing you this information so that you know what's available, man. That's mm-hmm. and shout out to you, bro, because there's a lot of people that, that get in these positions and don't think the way that you think of like, man, do we stop by this community center? Do we stop by this library? Do we stop in this underserved community? Because there are people that live out in those areas that that have opportunities, but don't know, man, like you said, as a kid, how do I get from this place to that place, right? Mm-hmm. I was much like you had to get on the bus. So like when I say hats off to you and that effort, man, for having a seat at the table and using your voice in that way, shout yeah. out to you, King. Yeah, I appreciate that's that's it. big, man. Like yeah, seriously, that's big. So, Oof, man, that's dope. That's dope. Where we, where we at with it, eh? Man, um, you sent the playlist yesterday. Uh, oh, yeah. That, yeah, uh, yeah that playlist, uh, I gave it a little listen. When I say spicy. <laughs> spicy. I didn't tap into it yet, but we'll, and, and I'll get you to explain it in a little bit. But I was looking through, you know what I'm saying, some of the, the titles on there. And I was like, oh, 
right, we can do something. Yeah, with it. We can really, do something really with dope, it. So, bro. so so definitely talk talk about you know we moving now towards you know the the end of the episode, right? But like talk about you know what you listening to, and then how how do you include that into your daily routine and uh-huh. the, the 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 power behind what you're listening to? Man, so okay, so what they're talking about is this playlist. Um, I actually have it up here on my uh, Spotify. It's called "I'm Thriving," and so basically. It is manifestations like your mantras, like I am great, I am this, I am that, right? Um, but done to song. Like it's literally, they're literally songs, like they're hip hop themed songs, right? Where it's just like, you know, manifestation. It's about like, that's one thing that I incorporate in my life. And that's how I really got through like these last five years is like, mm. yo, I want to, I got a career path I want to go down. I got an amount of money I want to make. I got this thing I want to do. I want to travel. I want to do these things. I'm going to put it up on a vision board. And I put it on my bathroom door. So because I got to wake up and go to the bathroom every morning right. So it's right there. Right. So I see it. But it's one thing to see it, everything. But you got to like tell yourself, like, OK, like today I, mean, I am strong. I am like, you know, invincible. You got to tell yourself these things. So they, so this playlist kind of reinforces that. You don't get me wrong. It's a little corny, but like it, it, it helps. It helps get you in a mindset to where like you are productive like so i listen to it while i'm like trying to get through like a report out or something or if i'm working on like oh man we got to like plan for our 2022 service plan let me figure out what bus lines i'm gonna restore not restore because of covid you know like like what what am i gonna do so i got i saw so i put that on so music is one thing ambiance is another so i have like my oil diffuser going like to get some good you know smells going through the house so my right. place is funky you know like it's just like just kind of being out of places in, but like the things I do every day though, like I I meditate, I wake up, I meditate, um, I work out, I eat breakfast, and I get grind, and then in the evening I cook and I just unwind. But mm-hmm. but be, but before between the time I wake up and the time I start meditating, I leave that to do nothing. I wake up on my wage watch shows on my DVR, I watch shows like you know, I just, or I just sit and listen to music, or I just lay in bed because like. From the time I started med- after I'm done meditating and working out, my yeah. day is no longer mine. Mm. Right. And so I have to take that time for myself mm. to get like to like love on myself, like to like say, like, I'm good, you know, I'm I'm cool. Where are we at today? How like let me assess how I'm feeling. Let me assess like, am I good or am I good? You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. What's today gonna look like? You know, so you have to have that time like before you kind of just start getting to the throes of your day. To kind of like set yourself up, you end up in the best mindset possible. You end up focused. You end up like doing what you need to do. Mm, look at you. You start and you starting with the end in mind, right? Where you're, you know, I, I want to get to this mindset, and you might even wake up and not necessarily be in the mindset of where you want to be. Mm-hmm. But ideally, you're like, I'm gonna move to this mindset. I'm gonna get here by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But you're intentional about how you go about it. You yeah. set the mood for self. You listening to the tunes. You know, what I'm saying you're tapping into your best self or whatnot, and you're getting there you're taking those steps you're coming up you have your routine and that's mm-hmm. so dope man it's so necessary to navigate right so that's that's key man is setting up and, and i love that setting the ambiance piece for self because you got to create your environment right like we, we yeah. talked about that before exposure within these environments right and, and how that can set the tone for everything else that's to come and that's bigger than just your day-to-day that's life I you know agree. what i'm saying <laughs> and, and, and how to operate so yeah that's fire, bro. Even more, it, bro. I want to I touch on this, man, because this I, I think a lot of young people, uh, even myself at one point, needed to hear this and, and is still working on this. That that meditation in the morning, that self-love, man, that's that's a heavy piece of 
really being able to accomplish because I think as, as people, um, you're a helper, right? You want to help people. But I think if you don't help self first, right? If you don't take care of self first, mm-hmm. you're no good for anyone. So mm-hmm. can you talk just a, a, a little bit about that that meditation? Because I, I think meditation can, the, the connotation of meditation can get lost where somebody's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm sitting down, hands in the yoga pose, namaste right. all day. Right. And, and meditation looks very different in, in numerous ways. Can you talk about that, that self-love? Meditation piece for a second. Absolutely. So technically I meditate twice a day. So I use the calm app. Um, so in the calm app is is guided. You can do a not guided, but it's guided for me. So at night I do a sleep meditation. So it's I lay in the bed. I choose like um the lady Tamara Levitt. She's awesome. She just guides you, like she has you breathe in, breathe out, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of focuses on the breath, focuses on different things like that. And then in the morning, that's why I have like a different guided meditation for a specific topic. Okay. Right? So if the day is like, all right, I know I got to grind through this report. I know I got to do this. I got to record this podcast, whatever. I do like a folk. I do like a focus and concentration meditation where it's like, you know, yeah, I'm sitting there with my eyes closed. I'm breathing, but I'm being told the prompts, mm-hmm. right? So like that's the thing with meditation is that like, it has a stigma of like, yeah, it looks weird, just like yoga. But at the same time, like if your mind ain't right, I mean, nothing else could be exactly, and so like you got to take care of that in your mind. Like you can't like do anything without the mind being a one, right? You know, so that's that that's been something I've been leaning on heavy. It's like you know, the med- if I don't do anything else, if I don't work out, if I eat McDonald's three times a day, I'm gonna meditate because like, you know what I'm, because, like I'm gonna find some type. Like, I may just have an off day. Everybody has an off day, absolutely. But, right, you know, but you got and part of that is like you gotta give yourself grace. Yeah, give you some grace and like, you know, people don't do that. They just like, man, this one day is going to set like, nobody's ever really rarely had two bad days in a row. Like, when's the last time you think you had two really, really bad days in a row? Unless it's just like a really life altering event. It doesn't really happen all that often. But, but, but when you're in the moment, like it can feel that way. Where it's yeah, like, yeah. You know, where it's just like, damn, like this is everything is shot to hell. But it's just like, that's not how life, like that's not how life, at least for me, works. You know, I'm only speaking for myself. Of course. Right? And so like, yeah, meditating and really having the mind right is so essential, right? Um, the Calm app, it like really helped me through that. It, like they really, they give, they give you the tools. You just got to do it. They guide you through what you need to do. Mm. And you just come up with this sense of Zen. Like when they not BS and when they say like, oh, I feel a sense of Zen. You really feel that relaxation, bro. Like it, it is no joke. Like I get that and it'd be 10 minutes. That's all you need. 10 to 12 minutes. That's your day. And you take that with you for the rest of your day. You know, I'm sorry, Aaron, does that answer the question? Like, yeah, or, for real. Like, it, it does because you set the tone for how you're going to attack the day, right? Exactly. How how you start the day is how you're going to end the day, I That's truly it. believe. So, um, much appreciated, bro. Um, D, you tipped it off. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a close it out with the, with the let me holler at you. So, we got this little fun section that we do every time in the show. Um, and, and it's Yo, almost like Mm-hmm. Say you, I, I know you got a girl right now. I'm not, I'm, excuse me, love. I don't mean any harm by this, but say, <laughs> they, watch this. Why, I'm a, I'm a related to her. Say this is your first time seeing your, your, your boo thing right now. And again, uh, we got this moment called, let me holler at you, right? However, you're not talking to her. You're talking to our viewers, talking to the individuals watching this show, watching mm-hmm. a podcast. So 
this is your opportunity to tell our audience that that fun fact that that tip that takeaway that you want to leave them with that nugget like uh this is you on the stage if you was obama at the uh, at the ball where he kissed the mic and dropped it right <laughs> drop mic moment so uh let me holler at you the floor is yours mr jr alexander all right bro. let me holler at you real quick live your life to the best of your abilities and don't put too much pressure on yourself to feel like you need to be an instant success um it took me 32 i'll be 33 in july it really took me like a solid 15 years to really learn the importance of taking your time and living live life in the way that you like, you know, that you think is right for you. Don't let this, don't let your parents, don't let like, once you get grown, don't let your parents, don't let like your boo thing, don't let your outside influences dictate to what you want to do. You do things on your own terms, but do it, but, but do it in a sense to where, you know, it's going to be a good, successful, equitable outcome. Like, I, hope, I hope that helps um but yeah man like just live your life and i guess i can leave you with this work out drink your water meditate and mind your business <laughs> and yeah. take care of your mentals you take know care of your mentals because like if you take you care of your mentals you'll take care of your chicken i promise yeah, there you go hey there we you already know you already know i was going with that one but yeah taking care of your mentals will definitely you know say lead to everything else man but yo definitely appreciate um you stopping by today you chopping it up man it's always good catching up with you brody um sure man good dude um definitely great gems that you dropped off for thank you for checking out part two of this week's episode of connect be sure to follow us on ig and twitter again at the connect podcast also in order to check out this week's full video of our podcast be sure to check us out on youtube by searching the connect podcast for all questions, be sure to email us. Our email address is theconnectpodcast at gmail.com. And until next episode, get connected.